The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Help. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 330 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from practice. Our topic today is, he died on my chest. The he is a premature baby, a preemie, which is a baby that arrives early. For the mother, the preemie's arrival is part joyful, part fearful. And if a second preemie arrives quickly after the birth of the first preemie, joy and fear are redoubled. The preemies and their mom may then be transferred to the neonatal, neonatal intensive care unit, an unfamiliar and intimidating experience for the mother. And if, despite the very best of neonatal care, the first preemie dies, for the mother, grief overwhelms the joy and the fear. And if within hours or days, the second preemie dies, grief is redoubled. But what if the pregnancy is triplets and all three of the babies are lost? What then? A topic, he died on my chest, is one mother's answer to the question, what then? To discuss it, our mum guest is Sherry Vukalic. Sherry is 28, born in Toronto, Canada. She was raised in a loving, close-knit family. She has a younger brother and two younger sisters. One sister is nine, adopted from China by her parents, Sherry's parents, who are originally from Croatia. Sherry's been with her fiancé, John Sheldrake, for six years. They have a rainbow baby, Brandon, now three, who was born two months early. He's her, Sherry's, second pregnancy. Her first pregnancy with triplets lost one baby to miscarriage. Then on May 1st, 2010, a day before Sherry's 25th birthday, her first pregnancy ended with the loss of the other two babies. Sherry says that it was horrible to lose the babies, but with the help and love of her family and her friends, she found the courage to try again. Then she adds that she's found a wonderful way to honor her last babies. She calls it Forever Loved Angel Gowns. This is her small business, in which she makes and donates angel gowns that, in her words, will fit those tiny babies who will not be going home to their families. So welcome to the show, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us here. 
great. Now, let's, let me ask you about our title, He Died on My Chest, because that's something you said. Please explain to us what you mean by it and what actually happened. Sherry? Well, the evening of April 25th, 2010, I began, uh, began to have some pressure. I thought at first that they were just Braxton Hicks, since there was no actual pain. And I experienced that for a couple of hours, and then later on, the no pain started to become pain. It wasn't very strong at first, so then I still consider, like I still thought that it was Braxton Hicks, so I went on with the evening. I went to sleep. I woke up at 12 a.m. to severe pain, so I had to go to the hospital. The doctor checked me out and told me I was starting to dilate and that I was, in fact, in labor. And um, I was 22 weeks gestation at that time, 6.40 a.m. on April 26th. My son Liam was born, and he only weighed one pound, one ounce. He lived for an hour and 16 minutes before he had passed, and he died on my chest. And then a week later, I ended up getting an infection from uh, Liam's placenta since my contractions had stopped. They didn't want to force it out. They wanted to make sure that the second baby was able to stay in there as long as possible. So I ended up getting a really bad infection, and they had to force the second baby out, which we named Nathan. And, um, yeah, he was born. And luckily he was able to get the shots within that week to try to help develop his lungs. But he was still very, very premature at the time, and they tried to save him, and they did everything that they could possibly do, but um, it didn't it didn't help much. And he ended up living, actually, for the exact same time that Liam lived, which was an hour and 16 minutes. Sherry, that's uh, a very strong story of a very emotional set of circumstances yeah. and that leads me to ask you my next question which tell us more about the ways in which the deaths of the premature babies affected both you and your husband sherry it broke us um, we wondered how we could ever be the same again how do you get over something like this we lost three children at once well two of them at once one of them earlier on we didn't think we could go on, but in the end, it actually made us stronger. At first, we fought a lot because we didn't communicate. We bottled up our emotions, avoided each other, avoided talking about us and about the babies and about our future together. We just feel like we felt empty, but somehow, slowly, we started talking about it, and we learned to lean on each other. We helped each other by opening up and talking about the babies and the experience we went through. As horrible as we, as horrible as the situation is, we still had each other, and it made it a lot easier. And later on, day by day, it got a lot easier to bear. So yeah, the experience made us stronger in the end. At first, it was it was so terrifying. There were so many emotions. Either you're happy, you're sad, you're angry, you're confused. Yeah. Sherry, I want to ask you kind of almost the opposite sort of question, which yep. is this. Please tell us how you and your husband keep the premature 
babies, the preemies, in your memories and in the memories of your entire family. Sherry? Well, we celebrate their birthdays every year. We gather up our immediate family. We cook some food, have some cake. We also release balloons in a big open field. And each one of us will write a special message on top of the balloons before we release them, which is another way of helping let go of how we are feeling. I like to talk to them with high hopes that they do hear me. Also, I like to think that they started a family with my best friend and her boyfriend who passed a couple years prior to their death. They never had the chance to have the family that they wanted to. So I like to think that they are a family now together. Sherry, I want to just build on that question by asking you this. There is a spirituality, an element of spirituality in what you've been saying. Yeah. That's right, is it? And if so, please tell us more about your spirituality, you, your husband, and your family. Sherry? Uh, well, we grew up um, in a Catholic family, but as I got older, I started to do some research, and I just, I feel like once somebody passes, that their souls are still present, that they're not actually gone. Their, their bodies are gone, but their souls are still around us. And I don't know if it's just a way to make us feel better or it's just something that I believe. I st sometimes like just the littlest things like a butterfly in the air or a feather from a blanket or something like that. It's just little tiny things like that it makes it seem like they're still around. Is it right to say then that what you're feeling is that there's something else, there's something that lies beyond, <clears throat> that there's something continuing? Is that the kind of, does that at all describe your, your feelings? Yeah. Definitely. I strongly believe that. And I know that one day we will all meet again. I will see them again. Whether or not they're still little babies or if they've grown up to be men by then, I will, I will meet them again. Yeah. That, they're that's my babies. A, <laughs> yes, of course. That's yes. exactly right. Now, I want to just ask you just, just quickly something else. This yeah. is different now. I've been – I am a physician, and I actually did an internship in obstetrics in a specialized hospital. But I began – because of you, I began <laughs> to read up more about the kind of background. And one of the things that I read just quickly is that sometimes moms – of preemies feel guilty because it's their fault. It isn't at all, but they feel guilty. Is that an, uh, any kind of experience that you had, or is it an experience of other, other moms you've spoken to? Definitely. For myself, definitely. I, I, I felt so guilty because my body rejected them, and I had no idea why my body rejected it after it all happened, I started thinking, maybe I shouldn't have eaten this. Maybe I should have eaten that instead. Maybe I should have drank more of this, done more, slept more, not worked while I was pregnant. A whole bunch of stuff I started thinking. And then, yeah, I definitely felt guilty. Do you still feel guilty in any way? 
Um, no, no, not anymore. After, after I, my family and my fiance talked with me saying there was nothing that you could have done to prevent it. Everything happens for a reason. You may not know that reason right away. It may come down to you later on in your life, but it's definitely not your fault as a person. So I slowly started to, it started to sink in in my mind and I started accepting what happened. Just say a little bit more about accepting. What do you mean by that exactly? Uh, well, at first, after, um, after the twins had passed away, I was so scared to get pregnant again. I, I just lost my children, and what if it happens again? And I kept dwelling on that over and over again, but you can't change the future, and you can't change the past. All you have to do is accept what happened and move forward. Yes. Sherry, that's a very, very important moment um, in this discussion we're having and I'm going to stop there and go into the break just to make a joke about it I always say to people we take a break because we have to pay the rent but I also <laughs> am wanting to take the break because I'd like to leave that moment of of understanding okay. to living in the air that you accept and you moved on Yes. Now, so let's take the break. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guest is Sherry Vukalich. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We will be back. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. American Heroes Network is a program for and about our American veteran heroes and their families. Join Gary Ray with his co-host, Linda Crater, as they show what is being done to help our veterans and showcase the companies and organizations that are helping our veterans and their families rebuild their lives. Listen for American Heroes Network, live and powered by the Voice America Variety Channel, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Think of the world 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live 
the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Sherry Vukalich. Our topic is, she died on my chest. Now, I want to talk about your non-profit business, Forever Loved Angel Gowns. That's a big change from what we were talking on talking about before. So, Sherry, please tell us about this business of yours, why you set it up, and where you got the idea from. Sherry? Uh, well, I've always wanted to do something to give back in memory of my children. I couldn't find anything that felt right at first. I was thinking and thinking and searching. I just, nothing just felt right. And then, all of a sudden, in the middle of March of this year, it came to me. I was on Facebook one day, and it literally found me. I didn't go searching for it. Somehow, a lady from the States had started making these gowns, and somehow it got into my news feed. And right then, I started looking through her gallery of photos, and I knew exactly that this is what I wanted to do because this is this was something that I would have loved for my children to have because what they had, they were wrapped up in big blankets that were way too big for them. So right away, I, I asked her. I spoke with her. She sent me some patterns. I did some research to see if anything like that was happening in Canada and Ontario, and there was no such thing. So right away, I knew. I spoke with my parents. I spoke to my in-laws, I spoke to my fiancé, and everyone was on board. I had no idea how to sew, so I've never used a sewing machine in my life. My parents bought me one. I took a course, and I watched countless amount of YouTube videos. And next thing you know, I posted a comment on a local mom buy and sell group on Facebook, and it just blew up. So many women were actually willing to donate their gowns, whether it was because they had an angel baby themselves or just because they were they were really attached to the idea. Sherry, just to clarify one thing, when you say um, these there's women who connected with you wanted to donate their gowns, what which gowns are you talking about? Is it wedding gowns? Oh yes, they're wedding gowns. We take in uh, donated wedding gowns and. We turn them into burial gowns, which we call angel gowns. Got it. Now, I want to ask you the next question. I want you to explain to us the ways in which you actually produce the angel gowns, who's involved with you in this work, and basically how your business operates. Sherry? Uh, Well, it's a long process at first. Um, The ladies that are willing to donate their gowns, they will either drop it off to my to my home, or we even have some ladies that ship gowns from all across Canada. And uh, once we get the gowns to us, we will then uh, we'll, we'll cut the skirt off the bodice, and then um, we'll separate the panels on the skirt, and then we'll take off any applique 
that is on the bodice, and then we'll trace the gowns, cut them out, start sewing, and then the applique that we have from the bodice will then reattach it to the gown itself. And then once that's all done, we'll wash it and then package it and ship it to the hospitals. Now, just a little bit more about um, your shipping it to the hospitals. In effect, the hospitals, I, I mean this word in a very positive way, are the distributors of the angel gowns. Is that right? Yes. yes. We, give them, we give them personally to the hospitals. Right. We actually and, had um, a lady, uh, her friend was in the process of losing a child, a stillbirth, and she had requested. And this, uh, the location where she was at was with traffic because it ended up being during traffic that we had to get there at. It ended up taking us three hours, but we were able to make it, and that mother was able to have an angel gown for her baby. What are the um, reactions of you know, the staff of the hospital, I'm, as I say, I used to be in that job, the doctors and the, the midwives and the nurses, when they see your angel gowns, what's their reaction to, to the gowns and to you? Sherry? They're, they're so touched. And I think that's, that's the most important thing about it is the emotions that we receive from these people. They're... They say how perfect they are, and what we're doing is amazing and so kind, the fact that we're taking time out of our own lives to do this and give back and think of other people instead of thinking about ourselves. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you, I asked you just then about other people's emotions. I'm going to now ask you about yours. I want you to tell us about the very first angel gown you produced, and I want you to describe your reaction when you'd actually completed it. And there you were holding it. It was finished. What was your emotional reaction then? Sherry? Uh, the very first gown I made was a micro-preemie, which, in fact, was the size of what the twins were. They were micro-preemies. Oh, they were so tiny, the gowns, and... Smaller, it was literally smaller than a doll. It, they were so tiny, I can't even explain how small they are. And it made me cry. It, and it also made me realize how tiny my boys actually were. Because like I said prior, they were wrapped up in these huge blankets that were like three times the size of them. So to actually try to picture them in one of these gowns, it just made me break down. I just started crying so much. And... Just the fact of how tiny they really were really got to me. But they looked so perfect. They had all their toes, all their fingers, everything. They were perfect. And it was just, it was just, it was really hard at first. <laughs> but Indeed. then after a while, it made me realize what I'm doing is a good thing. Yeah. But it also, the very first gown, um, was in memory of your twins, wasn't it? Sorry? Your very first gown, the one you've just described that you produced that made you cry, yeah. was in memory, in effect, of the twins. Yeah. It? Well, they all are in memory of the twins, but that specific one it was because it was a micro preemie. Yeah. And you've used also the <coughs> word honoring your twins. Um, is the angel gown 
that first angel gown, if you like, the first honoring in that sense of the twins. Definitely. Definitely. We, it was, <laughs> it's making me tear up now. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, yes. They're all in honor of them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about um, other people who connect with you? Because you had a story in the newspaper, which is how I got in touch with you. Um, and what about other people who um, are moved by what you're doing? People who, the many, many people who support what you're doing and the people in the healthcare system who love what you're doing, because that's very clear. What about them? What kind of uh, way in which do you interact with them regarding your business? Uh, well, we call um, we call all the hospitals, and we find out exactly what sizes that they need specifically of. And then after we get all that information from the hospitals, then we start producing them and packaging them and shipping them away. So, in other words, you're you're making um, the gowns to a, to a specification. Yeah, because not hosp- all hospitals will deal with uh, premature deliveries. If they so happen to get a person that is in preterm labor, they will ship them off right away to uh, a, a higher level hospital. So, for those that are not higher level hospitals, we'll usually give them like a large or a medium a few of those sizes, as opposed to any micropremie or wraps. Wraps are usually the ones that are for um, babies that are even less than a pound, the very, very tiny, fragile ones. We'll put them in a tiny little blanket that has a pouch where their feet go into, and then they wrap it around. Ontario is a very big place. It's a big area. Are you serving the whole of Toronto, of Ontario with this service? Uh, we're trying to, yeah. We're, we'll, that's our hopes to do that. Right now, uh, we're focusing more on the GTA. We do have some volunteer seamstresses that um, are helping just outside, but uh, we need more help. We need more volunteer seamstresses because with the amount of gowns that are coming into us and the amount of people that are sewing, it's it, it, there's way more gowns. We've probably received around 200 gowns just in two months. So we need, we need some more volunteer seamstresses to be able to help us out with that. And do the volunteer seamstresses come to you, to your place, or do they do the work in their own homes? Or no, they, where uh, they, they do the work in their own home. And um, depending on their location, uh, the, if they're still within the GTA, then they will give us the gowns back, and then we'll prepare them. But if they're outside of the GTA, like quite like a couple hours away, then I'll send them packaging, and then they could deliver it to their local hospital. Do you try any other way of reaching moms, or you re- do you rely solely on the hospitals as what I call the distribu- distributors? Sorry? Uh well right now it's it's the hospitals. Yeah. Yeah. We have we have our website and we have our Facebook page where um other people that are on our Facebook will share it around to whoever they can in their areas, which is how we've um 
which is exactly how we got that request. We got that request for that one lady uh, through her friend, which was on our Facebook page. You're using modern technology, aren't you? <laughs> Making good use of it. Yeah, I'm trying to put it to the best of use. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now, we've come to the time when we have to take the break again, so we're going to do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Sherry Vukalic. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio and sharingthebirth.ca. Please stay with us. We'll be back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com There are over 140 million products manufactured worldwide. It is impossible to know the ingredients in these products, especially those made overseas. Stan Salat Jr., President and CEO of the HSF Mark and the Counterfeit Mark Alliance, is the host of People to People, working together for your safety. Stan believes in our right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in consumer products and whether they are counterfeit. Find out how you can protect yourself every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Sherry Vukalic. Our topic is, He Died on My Chest. Now, I want to talk more about the nonprofit business, Forever Loved Angel Gowns. In particular, I want to know more about what it's achieved. So, You've already said quite a lot about this, but I want you to go into more detail. First question then is, what has been overall the response to your business, Forever Loved Angel Gowns? Sherry? Oh, it's been very overwhelming. I honestly did not think so many people, so many women would part with their wedding gowns. And in two and a half months, I've I've received a couple hundred wedding dresses already, more than I ever imagined. So many people were touched by my story, my projects. So many people had so many beautiful words to say and even their own stories to share. And so many women donated their gowns in memory of their own little angel babies, even even those who have not lost a baby opened their hearts to those who have. 
we have all come together like a little community where we share stories and our passions and hope that one day we won't have to make these little wet gowns anymore. You call the business Forever Loved Angel Gowns. The word loved is important there because it seems to me that that's the emotion, if you like, that your business is evoking with all these people, all these women um, donating something that's very precious to them, yeah. uh, their wedding gowns, to something that they think um, demands more, that something that is is needs to be supported, something that they are prepared to love by providing their gowns, their wedding gowns. Is that right? I definitely. It's it's not just the wedding gown. It's um, it's the fact of where it's going to. How it it seems as if there isn't. There's not enough attention being. Um, there's not enough attention for these premature babies. Because like I said, when I was in the hospital with my sons, they there was nothing for them. There was nothing for these little tiny babies. They had caps that were so big, hats that were so big for them, blankets so big for them, nothing. So when these ladies deliver and give us these gowns to make these angel gowns out of, they're just... They're just they're, they're they're amazing. These women are amazing. I I don't even know what to what to say. They, these women are so blessed and they're so amazing for being able to help us carry on this project. You're expanding the caring of the healthcare system for yes. moms and their babies, aren't you? Yes, we are. Wonderful. Now, different question. How has your business, Forever Loved Angel Gowns, helped you and your family? remember your babies and helped your family generally? Sherry? Uh, well, we always remember them, even before the angel gowns. But it's helped us come together and accept what happened. We've realized it's okay to talk about them and to remember them in any way that we can. It also showed us that many other people are in the same shoes and we don't have to grieve alone. We could help each other, talk to other people who will understand. Our family has come together to help each other in whatever way we need to. We communicate. Uh, we make these gowns together, always keeping in mind that we're doing this for little angels who were lost. It's helped us to be closer in ways because much of the all the communication that we have together. Is it fair to say that it's brought your family closer together? Definitely. Definitely. And as much as it sucks sometimes having to go through such pain and sorrow, but it it definitely brought us together a lot closer. Yeah. Does the family members do members of your family actually work in the business? Do they are they seamstresses or do they manage the equipment? Tell us yep. about my how, um my mother and my mother-in-law, they help uh, sew and decorate the gowns. My sister, she will help iron and clean the gowns and um, cut out any appliques that are on the dresses, help my mom figure out what kind of decorations to make on the dresses. 
Uh, my dad, he's helped us deliver the gowns. Same thing with my father-in-law, my my fiance. He he helps make some little tiny bows. That's as much as he can do, but he's helping any way he can. So definitely, so really, the family has all come together to work on this. Now we often hear the term family business, but yours really is a family business, isn't it? Well, yeah. We have my friend Cynthia. She's not technically family, but she's a friend of mine. She's also doing this. And as of recently, we have had a few seamstresses come across and start helping out as well with the sewing. But who started it, yeah, was a family knit thing. Yeah. Now, um, I want to ask you a question relating to mothers and families. Now, how has your business... Forever Loved Angel Gowns help mothers and families who've lost babies like you did. How has it helped them? Sherry? Uh, they know that they're not alone. I've been able to talk with people about their losses. It's helped ensure them that they know that there's, their baby's life meant something, no matter how long they live for. And it has opened up a huge line of communication and has offered many grieving parents something tangible to to pour their grief into, to concentrate on something that is good, that helps others. We've become a whole little community which offers people a place to come to where they are understood and can share their feelings. It's something that was not really available before. That's, again, very a very powerful extension of caring within the healthcare system, but also external to it. That is within the community as a whole. Yes. Um, I'm going to ask you a question that's perhaps a bit tough in this respect. Um, how does your business pay for itself? Okay. Uh, donations. We'll put, we'll put as much as we can, but after a while, um, it, like the sewing notions itself starts adding up and um, we ask if anybody has any kind of sewing notions that are just hanging around their house, not have any use for them, if they're willing to donate it. Uh, gift cards are always good for places where we can go and buy the stuff that we need. So it's purely based on donations. Yes. Would there ever come a time, and this is a loading que loaded question, and don't yeah. answer it if I'm being too nosy, but let me ask you, would you ever see the time coming when you would want to charge maybe the hospital or some other organization uh, at least some of the costs that you bear, given that it's such a growing business? What do you think about that? Definitely not. No. Right. I don't. These parents have so... Well, definitely not the parents, definitely not the parents, because these parents have so much on their plates already that they, 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 they shouldn't even be thinking about this. This is one thing, one thing that we can do to take off their plates that they don't have to worry about. So I would right. definitely, definitely not charge the families. They will always be getting these for free of charge. Right. What about the hospitals? Um <laughs> Maybe one day, but right now, I, I like the way that it's going right now. Yeah. We have had a huge response, and we we are getting people help, that are helping us with the donations of sewing notions. So the way that it's going right now, um, maybe in the future, but as of right now, uh, it, everything's good the way it is. Right. And your ambition is, 
um, the whole of Ontario. Would you? Are you likely to go beyond Ontario? Um, once again, it all depends on how many seamstresses we can get help with. Because once we do go outside of Ontario, then that means a whole lot of dresses, which means we will definitely need more help. So if there's more volunteer seamstresses willing to help, then by all means. The potential, and this is a sad thing to say in many ways, but I'll say it. The sad thing is that preemies are part of human life, aren't they? Um, yes. And it isn't that the mothers should are to blame in any way. It's nature doing things that the medical profession hasn't fully understood doesn't understand at all and isn't able to to prevent so in that sense until at least there's that kind of miracle in research or whatever it is um your business forever loved angel gowns is going to go on being needed to provide exactly the kind of help you're talking about and go on depending on people who are willing to donate their precious wedding gowns to give them give you time to work at home for you and to help you in any way that you need help that's right isn't it definitely as sad as it is and as unfortunate as it is i i it's going to be going on for a while i don't see it ever coming to an end um as much as i hope that it would come to an end because then parents wouldn't have to lose their children but I don't see it happening anytime soon, at least. But, yeah, in order for it to keep going the way it is, we will always need sewing notions, any kind of donations like that. Obviously, the wedding gowns itself and more seamstresses, and we'll be good. Yes. Um, very last question, and it's just a quick one, is midwives are... I used to work very closely with midwives, and I very much respected them. Um, have midwives been supportive of what you're doing? Um, actually, we've only heard from one midwife, and uh, she's totally on board with what we're doing. She loves what we're doing. She thinks it's amazing. Right. Now, I am, I'm only going to make a very quick comment and, think, and, and say that um, if my work with you now is of any help to you, I'd encourage you to um, reach out to the midwives because they're very important. They do a very important and tough job. And I'm pretty confident that if you get the message to them, uh, they'll support you. So now um, we're going to take the dreaded break. We'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Sherry Vukalich. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment Channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com The world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on Earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs. And now, we have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. This problem continues to get worse. 
The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, and through our children. Get the answers from The Mickey Ellison Show, Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Sherry Vukalic. Our topic is, you died on my chest. Now, Sherry, let's talk about the things that you would like to do to grow your business, Forever Loved Angel Gowns, and what more help you would like to receive so that you can grow it. Now, uh, well, I would like for every family who has to experience this kind of loss to have something special for their child, because no parent should have to go to a store and look for doll clothing to bury their child in. I know when I lost my twins, I did not want to see other children. I went to the mall to try to just get out of the house. And as soon as I got back to the car, I would just break down because I saw so many parents with their babies. I had so many hopes and dreams for my children, and they just came all crashing down on me. So definitely, I would love to have one of these for every parent that has to experience something like this. And as for more help... um, Volunteer seamstresses and sewing notions. We will always need gowns, but we've received a huge amount of responsive donated gowns with not enough people helping. Uh, there's only so much we can do, and when um, it takes a lot of time to make these little tiny gowns, and um, so the more help we can get with the sewing, and the more sewing notions we can get, we'll be able to. We'll be able to do this. Do you see yourselves offering any kind of training, uh, you know, through the Internet or something like that, uh, to help people work with you and produce gowns of the kind that you want, the kind of quality levels you're looking for? Do you see yourselves doing something like that, training? Well, um, I have the patterns that have been passed down from seamstress to seamstress, but what I've also been doing is um, making little video clips as well as picture tutorial booklets of how to make the gowns itself and how to make the wraps. So I'll take step-by-step photos with little captions at the bottom of them explaining how they are done. Now, as for the decoration, 
I leave it up to their imagination. They could do whatever they want for the decorations, but, but we would like a set for boys and a set for girls because with wedding gowns, there's a lot of floral type of applique on top of them, so it's kind of hard to make a gown, a boy gown out of a wedding dress, so we'll add separate um, blue ribbon or stuff like that to make it look a little more boyish. This, in other words, is creating art, isn't it? That's Definitely. Your, yes. And to create art, you need an understanding of the kind that you've just explained, that boys and girls, babies, Definitely. need their own gender-oriented gowns. They need to be respected in that kind of way. And yet you want to give some choice to the seamstresses in the kind of decoration, if that's the right word, that uh, is applied to the gown that they're machining. So you've already identified that you're going, you're doing um, video clips and that kind of thing. Would you ever see yourselves running, going to a training college, um, some kind of college, um, and getting them to teach uh, some of the principles that you've discovered to the students? What about that? It's always an option. I would I would definitely be on board for doing something like that, being able to teach other people um, how to do these kind of things. I would love to do that. Still with the gowns and developing them, do they have any particular um, design that reflects particular religions, or are they just generally kind to Sherry? Uh, as of right now, it's just generally kind to any baby that had passed. We don't put all of our focus directly to preemies. We do even stillbirths, even at full term. Uh, it's just generally any baby that's not going home with a child, a uh, family that's not going home with a child. But as for different types of religions, we haven't we haven't gotten that far just yet. Right now it's just for the general. Right. But you said earlier, and I'm, I'm just wanting to support what you said, that there's nevertheless an element of spirituality in what you're doing in that it appeals to a lot of people for a lot of very good reasons, the sense that there's something more and that they, the mothers, uh, they, the women with wedding gowns, they, the seamstresses, and you, your family, can, can in the work you're doing, contribute to that something else which has that spiritual, spiritual element to it. Do you agree with that? I definitely agree with that it's it's a spiritual thing and it's it's love there's just so much love being put into these individual gowns so i can't even explain how much love there is being put towards these gowns it's it's very touching Especially like when you see what other seamstresses do to these gowns, their own decor, like their own way of making the art on the gowns. It's it's beautiful. It's creative, isn't it? Very creative. Yeah. Sherry, different question now. What's your message for families who have lost babies 
like you and your family did. And I'm including when I say babies, babies who are stillborn or who do not survive birth. In other words, babies who have died. What's your message for families who lived through that experience? Lean on one another. <clears throat> lean on your partner. Lean on your family, your close friends. Express your feelings. Do not hold the pain inside because it will eat you alive. It's okay to cry. Grief is like a roller coaster. It's not linear. Grieving parents will have good days and bad days. You have to ride the bumps. Don't be afraid to talk about your child. Remember birthdays, anniversaries, due dates. Celebrate them. Hang pictures on the walls. Make a memorial keepsake box or a book. Start a project in memory of them, just like what we did. Doing things like this will keep their spirits alive. I don't think of it as one big bad memory. The truth is the memory of your baby, the love you felt for your baby, the dreams you had, and the memories you have created for your baby are all loving memories. Don't give up hope on future pregnancies. Don't let the experience scare you. Not all pregnancies are the same. After the twins, I was fortunate, fortunate enough to have myself a rainbow baby. Sure, he was born early as well, two months to be exact, and had a month-long stay in the NICU, but now he's a thriving three-year-old full of energy and lots of love to give. Yeah, and it's going to be an interesting challenge for you, and I mean this in a light-hearted way, whether he joins your company <laughs> when he's been to high school and been through university. But don't answer that one. I'm just, I'm just optimistic that he will. Now, I want to say to you, Sherry, first of all, congratulations to you for everything. That is to say, this message of hope, this sense of um, caring uh, and on your part, but also the way in which you evoke the sense of caring on the part of others who otherwise, and this is your phrase, would have to have gone out to buy dolls' clothing to wrap their babies, their preemies, their dead babies in. And that is something that's full of grace, that's something that's powerfully emotional, and that's something that I would like you to take away my message to you, and that is... Please keep up this good work because it's good in all kinds of ways. And I wish you, your family, every, every success to you in your work because it matters. And if I can ever help you again in another way with an episode on my show, just ask me because I'd be very proud to do that. Thank now, I want you. to say thank you. Okay, I want to say thank you to our listeners. Um, we'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Our next episode will be what family caregivers should know about digital patient engagement and why it matters. Please join us. Same time, same spot on the Internet. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being around.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.